Hey everybody, welcome back to the Financial Freedom Show. My name is Rob Berger. Over the last week, I've received a number of emails from folks wanting to know how to invest in an HSA. That's a health spending account. So that's what we're gonna talk about in today's Q&A uh, video. To do that, we need to really kind of do three things. We need to understand a few, few things about how HSAs work. That will in turn give us some ideas on some strategies uh, on how to use money in an HSA. And from there, we can then talk about how we might go about investing the money inside of an HSA. So let's get started. Uh, I wanna cover three things about how they work that I think are important for our discussion. The first is understand that they're, they're totally tax-free. You get a deduction when you make the contribution, the money uh, grows tax-deferred, and you can take it out tax-free if you use it for qualified medical expenses. And here there are some expenses that may surprise you, but they can lead to some good strategies. Let me show you this uh, page from the IRS's website, and I'll leave a link to this below the video. And this sort of defines what a qualified medical expense is. Some of you might not realize, but uh, any amounts paid after 2019 for over-the-counter medicine, whether or not prescribed, qualify. Uh, also, as we can see down here, long-term care insurance premiums can qualify, as can uh, Medicare premiums, except for supplemental policies such as Medigap. But Medicare premiums qualify as well. So that will lead to some strategies that we'll talk about in a minute. That's the first thing that we need to keep in mind. Uh, the second thing, and this is really important, is that you don't have to um, take out money from an HSA in the year you incur the medical expense. So if you have a qualified medical expense uh, this year and you just save the receipt, you can use that receipt to pull money out of the HSA 10 years from now if you want to. It's really important to understand uh, and gives us some additional strategies we'll talk about in a minute. One thing though to keep in mind, you do wanna save those receipts and an explanation of benefits from your insurance company doesn't count. You wanna actually save the receipt. And then the third and final thing, just wanna keep in mind, is that there's no such thing as an inherited HSA. You may be familiar with an inherited IRA, but with HSA accounts, th those don't exist. So here's the deal. Uh, if one spouse dies and the other spouse is the named beneficiary, the HSA just folds into the surviving spouse's HSA, and that's great. But it, once both spouses die, or if you're not, you know, you don't have a spouse and, and you die, and let's say your children inherit it, they don't inherit an HSA. The money is taken out of the HSA, put into a taxable account, and then of course they're taxed on the, the total balance. So that's really important to keep in mind. There are no inherited HSAs, and that means that uh, you kind of want to spend your HSA money if you can during your lifetime. Of course, it's sometimes hard to predict, you know, what our medical expenses will be and when they'll occur, but you want to keep that in mind, no inherited HSA. So having said that, I think we can talk about some strategies and I want to walk through six strategies and then we'll sort of map uh, how we might invest uh, for each as we go down the list. So the first is, and this is really what an HSA was sort of initially intended for, and that's just to pay medical expenses uh, each year. Uh, and that's uh, certainly a, a great way to use an HSA. Uh, you contribute money each year and you're spending it as you go. And in that case, I would keep all of my money just in the cash account associated with an HSA. I wouldn't actually invest it. If you're gonna plan to use it uh, each year, uh, that's a, sort of a simple approach. Now. A second sort of related approach might be that you wanna save up the money in your HSA, but only for a couple of years because maybe you've got some medical expense that you, you're pretty certain is going to occur 
you know, two or three years out. And if that's the case, personally, I would still probably keep uh, most, if not all of the money in the cash account. I certainly wouldn't be investing in risky assets like stocks if I know that I'm going to need the money uh, soon. So that's sort of a second strategy uh, for using an H HSA. Uh, the following four then, the, the final four that we have though, all sort of get into investing the money in an HSA long term. So I'm, I'm going to walk through these four strategies and then I'll talk collectively about how we might think about investing. The first is to use an HSA or to think of it as sort of a long-term care insurance alternative. You might want to decide to self-insure uh, in the case, in the event that you need long-term care insurance. That's what my wife and I have done. And you can use money in an HSA for those types of medical services. And so you might look at your HSA account as sort of that long-term care insurance alternative. That's one of the four options. The second one is, again, since, since you can use it uh, for, for Medicare premiums, one thought is I'll just save it for that and then I'll start using it uh, once the Medicare premiums kick in at age 65. So that's a second alternative, one that I think my wife and I will probably use. And keep in mind, we can use a combination of all four of these strategies. They're not all necessarily in isolation. Uh, the third of the four would be, and, th and this kind of gets into more advanced tax planning, but because we can save receipts for, for years before we actually pull the money out of the HSA, we could use an HSA to lower our taxable income in certain key years uh, as we enter, uh, enter and then move into retirement. For example, uh, there may be some years where you have higher income and you'd like to keep that income lower so it doesn't trigger uh, an IRMA payment. Those are additional payments uh, that you have to make for premiums for Medicare depending on your income. So if you've got a number of receipts for medical expenses saved up, you might pull that money out uh, during certain years rather than, for example, taking it out of taxable accounts that might trigger taxes or taking it out of a traditional IRA, which of course would trigger taxes. You might use those receipts to pull it out of an HSA to keep your income at a certain level. Uh, again, it could be for IRMA or it could be just to keep your, the, the amount of your social security that's taxed in a given year. Uh, lower. So that'd be more of an advanced sort of tax strategy, uh, you know, that you could think about. Um, and then I think the fourth uh, approach would be, you know, putting aside medical expenses just to use it for spending in retirement. Again, not unlike the using it to keep your uh, taxable income lower in some years. You could just say, look, I'm going to save all these receipts. Uh, when I go into retirement, I can then pull money out uh, using those receipts tax-free, and I'll just use it that way uh, for general retirement spending. Again, those are sort of four options. I think you can use any number of those. Maybe you'll use in some extent all four of them potentially in combination. I think the, the way I think about investing for all four of those is very similar. And here's my, my basic approach. The first is when I'm years away uh, from using any of these alternatives, and that's certainly my case, I'm in my mid-50s, so I'm at least a decade away from sort of using any of those strategies. I'm going to first include the money that's in my HSA in my overall asset allocation across all of my accounts, taxable, uh, traditional retirement, Roth retirement, HSAs. I'm gonna look at all of those to determine my overall asset allocation. In my case right now, it's about 80% stocks, 20% bonds. But then inside the HSA, I'm gonna allocate that money just to stocks. Again, it won't change my overall asset allocation, but in implementing that asset allocation, 
as far as my HSAs go, I'm gonna put them in low cost index funds, either a total market uh, stock, uh, US, US stock fund, or maybe a small cap fund. If you use emerging markets, you could consider perhaps uh, that. But the idea is I've got a long time before I'm gonna need the money. And I want it to grow as much as possible because of the tremendous tax benefits uh, that HSAs give us. It's not unlike my approach to Roth IRAs. I, as I've said in the past, I want those to get as fat as a tick. So it's kind of the same thing with HSAs. Again, it's not identical because as I mentioned earlier, there are no inherited HSAs. So I am mindful that I'd like to spend as much of the, uh, of the money in our HSAs as we can in our lifetimes, but still uh, medical expenses can get quite significant during uh, as we age. And so I still want that account to, to grow as much as possible. Then what I'm gonna do is once I get within about five years of, of needing the money, I'm gonna start making the, uh, changing the allocation to something a little more conservative. I'm not there yet, but I think it'll, for me, it'll probably go to somewhere around 75% stocks 25% bonds inside the HSA. And in fact, at that point, I might separate the HSAs from the rest of our money from an allocation perspective and just treat it separately at that point as I start to spend it. So for example, if you're gonna use it for you know Medicare premiums at age 65, which is our sort of primary plan, I'll start to move to that more conservative allocation uh, somewhere around the age of 60. If I'm gonna use it to lower my taxable income in certain years, I'd probably do the same thing just within you know five years of when I'm gonna start using it for that purpose. It can get a little tricky if you're gonna use it for long-term care insurance alternative, as an alternative, because you know we don't normally know when we're gonna need long-term care. Uh, and it can happen suddenly, it might happen when we're 60, it might not happen until we're 85. And so there it can get a little tricky I think if I were taking that approach though, I'd probably start to make it a bit more conservative at age 65. And in fact, I kind of envision my wife and I using it in that way along with paying for uh, Medicare uh, premiums. So again, we'll start to make it a little more conservative around 60 as we move towards 65. So that's my approach. Again, when I'm uh, years away, I just wrap it into my overall asset allocation. But when I go to implement that, Inside the HSA, not unlike Roth IRAs, it's gonna be index funds that, that focus on stocks. And then when we get about five years from actually needing it, depending on which strategies uh, we've chosen, I'll probably go to about 75, 25, and probably stay there uh, most of the time through uh, retirement, unless again, there was a significant medical need that came up and I was gonna start spending it at a much faster rate. And if that happened, again, I'd wanna be flexible and I'd probably go to a much more conservative allocation. And if there was a really significant health event, you know, I might take it all to cash if we were gonna spend it very quickly uh, over a couple of years. So again, we need to remain flexible, but the, same, the concepts are the same. How long until we think we need it and base our asset allocation uh, on that. Now, two final things, or I should say one final thing, two suggestions. Where should you keep your HSA? Well, if it's with your employer, they're gonna decide for you and you're gonna contribute to, to that HSA wherever they've opened it, not unlike your 401k. Uh, but once you leave your employer, you retire, you can move that HSA to whatever provider you want, not unlike moving a 401k from one 
from your employer to uh, say an IRA somewhere, or just moving an IRA from one broker to another, you can do the same thing with your HSA. And, and there I have two recommendations. The first is Fidelity. I think this is an excellent option. Uh, and the things you're looking for are no fees and the ability to invest 100% of your HSA as you see fit. Some HSA providers require you to keep a certain amount of your HSA in cash and only invest the difference. You don't want that. Fidelity allows you to, to invest from the first dollar. There are no fees and there are plenty of investment options. I think this is particularly a great option if you already have other accounts at Fidelity. And the second one that I like is Lively. Uh, this would be just a separate account just for your HSA. And um, again, they don't have uh, fees for individuals, plenty of low cost investment options and a very easy website to use. Those would be uh, my two suggestions and I will leave links uh, below the video to both. So I know I've kind of run through this quickly. That's sort of the point of these Q&A videos, but I hope it helps you, at least it gives you my approach in thinking about not just how to invest uh, in an HSA, but some of the strategies on how to use the money in an HSA, which is ultimately what you need to figure out first, because it's your strategy that will then dictate uh, your approach to investing. All right. If you have any questions, leave them below the video. I'll do my best to help you out. And until next time, remember, the best thing money can buy is financial freedom.